Welcome to Reach Next Generation podcast, and I can't believe it's already season three. I'm Grace Jeffries, and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them, and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today, my guest is Linda Atram, who is the regional director of the Global Women's Club, founder of Inspiring Mothers in Business and Director of Heathrow Apartments. Thanks for joining me today, Linda. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the roles you have today? Thank you so much for having me on your show, Grace. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, my journey started off many, many years ago. But prior to, you know, me getting to the point that I'm at now, I had to go through many, many challenges, which started off when I was at school. Because when I was at school, I was a very shy individual. I never used to like to smile. I was very conscious about what people thought about me, about how I looked, about what I said. And as a result of that, I made some very poor decisions at school. And I ended up leaving school with very little education. And then I realized quite soon after leaving school that that wasn't going to get me into a good career. So I went into, back into college, started to re-educate myself, and then I started off my career in HR. But it was a, a point at, at which I wasn't that comfortable or confident with, within my own self. And I was so nervous about having conversations with people that at lunchtime, I wouldn't eat my lunch with everyone else in the cafe. I'd actually go and take my lunch and I'd eat it in the toilet because I was so fearful of other people judging me. And that was purely because of my lack of confidence and my low self-esteem. And I had a boss that saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And she was a great inspiration to me. She empowered me to be myself. She gave me opportunities to to develop my, my career, which was in HR at the time, Human Resources. She paid for some additional education for me. And then I ended up getting a a degree in human resources management as a result of of this particular manager having some faith in in me. And so that's where my journey began in HR. And at the same time of, you know, working in the corporate world, I started off as a, a general assistant in HR and then worked my way up to a manager and then a regional manager as well, providing advice to lots of different managers around the world about human resources um, issues. And at the same time, I wanted to do more than just work in the corporate world. I wanted to have a business as well. So I met my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, and we decided to go into property together. So 21 years ago, we started a property business, which helped us grow our wealth and also to help us grow a legacy for our, our children, which we have three children now. And that was that was a great, you know, that has been a great experience for me because it's enabled me to have freedom, freedom of choice, financial freedom as well. And more recently, over the last few years, I have also been involved in helping mothers because I know as a mum myself what it's like juggling motherhood and business. And so I help other mothers who find that quite challenging. I help them to get over their their own sort of um, self-esteem issues, the the, um, challenges that they have with time management. 
And, um, you know, that for me is, is great to be able to serve mothers that I've that I've had experience of their challenges as well. And like I said in my introduction, I also am the regional director for Global Woman in Accra, Ghana. So again, I'm helping women. I'm helping them to inspire and empower them to be more, to achieve more, to have more and to do more. So, yeah, so I've, I've got quite a wealth of experience in terms of helping women and in business. But it, it all started off with my journey being back at school, having that lack of confidence, but having somebody in my corner that could see something in me that I, I couldn't see for myself. Well, I have to say, I'm very glad they saw they saw what you didn't think you had, because what an amazing career you've had to date. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it hasn't been plain sailing. It has its challenges like any any you know career path or, or business but the key thing is that you keep going you be focused on what you want and you keep fo- you know you just keep going no matter what yeah well you touched on your property business and can you tell me what inspired you to go into the property sector and can you tell me a little bit more about the work you do in your company sure yes so when I first started off in property um, it was literally by accident. My husband said to me, you know, um, he had a property and I had one as well. We wanted to live together. And he said, well, why don't we buy some equity from both of our properties and buy a property together? And at that time, the word equity meant nothing to me. It was all gobbledygook. I didn't understand it. And um, so anyway, he, he managed to convince me. And we, we did it. And I thought, oh, actually, this isn't too bad. We've got some extra cash flow at the end of the month from one property. Why don't we um, repeat that process? So what we basically did was we raised money. We purchased a property. We renovated it. And then we rented it out to people that couldn't afford their own homes. So that was a strategy that we used for many years. And then we got some education in property because we realized that, you know, there is a risk in property, but you have to continually educate yourself to know about the risks and know about the strategies. So what we did was um, we then started using other strategies like lease options and then we got into development, so actually building our own properties as well. And I also have an, uh, another arm of my property business as well as renting out to people. I also run service accommodation like Airbnb. So I have people that come for short stays as well as long stays. So um, in addition to that, I also help other property uh, property individuals to manage their portfolio. So within my property business, there are three three areas: service accommodation, buy to let, and also property management for other other landlords. Well, I know you went to the University of West London. How important do you think it is to go to university, though? Mm, that's a very, very interesting question. Now, I was the first person in my family to go to university. And I went to university at the same time as working in the corporate world. Because remember, I said to you about um, my, my backstory. And so it was my employer that um, that enabled me to go to university. So I didn't have the traditional uni experience that my one of my eldest children has, you know, where you live away from home and and you just focus on university life. And for me, having three children, it's a choice. I think it's a choice for my children to to go to university if they want to or not, because there are ways of, you know, having successful careers in terms of having experience out there. 
but it's also good to have an education to have something to fall back on um you know so for example my eldest daughter she is a performer so for her she can go out and do lots of different performances but it's also good for her to have that that qualification as well so I'm open I, I you know with my own children I wouldn't say yes you have to go to university if they have a you know if they have freedom of choice and there's a way of them you know creating a career creatively outside of university then I'm all for that as well well, we definitely have to have freedom between different things. Yeah. We all know that we have been hit by COVID and things are just beginning to feel normal again. How have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues, both in your life balance and your work life? Yeah, another great question. Thank you. So in my home life, it was a complete shock like it was for the rest of the, the world. Um, you know, having... Being at home working uh, on my own in my office and my, hus- my husband used to do a lot of traveling to then having my husband at home, having all of my kids at home, not having enough Wi-Fi coverage and, uh, you know, worrying about, um, you know, the amount of food that they were consuming throughout the day because they used to go to school and, you know, having their lunch and things like that. It was all a very, um, very strange experience. What I loved about the first lockdown was that the weather was fantastic. So it enabled our family to do lots and lots of things together that we hadn't done before. And it enabled me to have more quality time with my family. So that in itself was a great experience. It was also very challenging because I felt that my kids were losing out because they were having to have those experiences that they should have at school and uni at home. In my business, um, you know, it enabled me to be more creative in my business. I used to do live events for my um, my mother's in business uh, business organization. And so I was able to create things more online for them. And with Global Woman, it enabled me to become a director for Accra Ghana. But from an online perspective, I don't have to travel. <laughs> I don't have to travel out to Ghana every month. I can do the meetings from the comfort of my own home with my property business um initially i was very very challenged thinking oh my goodness we're in lockdown what if my if my um my tenants they lose their jobs how are they going to pay the rent you know so but good communication with my tenants helped us to get through that that process and we managed to get through lockdown without any of our tenants actually having to take any sort of um rent pay time or anything like that so it was it was a, a learning curve in yes. terms of how to pivot our businesses and we, we have many businesses you know have, having to pivot our businesses in a way that would survive the pandemic you know most people had a choice you could either sort of fold and and think oh my goodness what's going to go on here or you find a way to get around those challenges and we certainly found ways to to get around those those challenges yeah well, I read that you are a big fan of Taekwondo and that you do the sport yourself. How have you found time between work and doing Taekwondo? <laughs> Another great question. OK, so for me, it's all about commitment. So I commit to going to, to, to Taekwondo at least twice a week, and that's usually on a Tuesday and a Thursday. And the reason why I got into Taekwondo is because my whole family are black belt martial artists in Taekwondo, including myself. And so 
I got tired and bored like a usual mum, you know, bringing my kids to, to these classes twice a week. And I thought, I'm wasting an hour each day just sitting there watching them. Why don't I put on an outfit for myself and get fit at the same time? And then I make more use of my time. So that's how it started off, me just wanting to get fit, utilize my time more effectively. And then it became a passion because I thought, you know, initially I thought, I'm not, there's no way I'm going to do any gradings. I'm not going to learn Korean. I'm not going to do any competitions. And, you know, six years later, I'm still, I'm still doing it. And I'm, you know, I have done competitions. I haven't done them recently, but I'm now a second degree black belt, which I'm quite proud of, you know, as a, as a mum in, in, in her fifties. It's um it's great to you know to be able to to have that recognition and train. I train with my children as well because I initially I thought oh they're going to be embarrassed thinking oh mum's in the class don't want it there <laughs> but they love it they absolutely love it well that's what they tell me anyway but um <laughs> it's great for my fitness levels and also it's great for you know for other women uh, in my age group to you know to make friends as well because yes. there weren't that many women that were doing taekwondo when I first started I was like the grandma of the class and uh, it's um, more and more women have joined so it's a social thing as well and I think it's really important that women you know find something that they can um, women and girls find something that they can they can um, do for fun but also for for their health as well and and to be social well it sounds fun I might try it out soon <laughs> yeah you should do great <laughs> Well, Global Women's Club looks like a great organisation to empower and support women. How did you get involved and how has it helped you to date? Okay, thank you for that question. So how I got involved was about four years ago. I um, I, I used to go to a lot of property networking meetings yes. because of my property business. And I felt that it was quite a male-dominated area. Mm. And, um, you know, there was sort of egos around there and... It just wasn't comfortable. And a lot of the meetings were in the evening. And having three children, it wasn't always convenient to go, um, you know, to do my networking in the evening. So Global Woman um, used to have these live breakfast meetings. So I thought, oh, that would be good. I can make arrangements for the kids to be dropped off to school and then go and try out a, a meeting for breakfast. And I did that in London. And I instantly just loved the vibe of Global Woman. I instantly loved the way that they inspired women the fact that you had the opportunity to go on stage and pitch your business for two minutes and it didn't matter if you said the right or the wrong thing you were supported it's a great supportive environment and so there were lots of other opportunities that would come up like a book project I got involved in that that helped me to become an author a best-selling author I went on training with the BBC and did media training as well and I just love all of the opportunities that Global Woman presents and so last year, around this time last year, I applied to be a director because I wanted to give more to the organisation. I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to be able to help to create a community of women. And although I'm not from Accra, my husband is from Accra, we've been married for 21 years, I felt that there was a strong need to bring Global Woman out into Africa, into Ghana. And I thought, what a better way of doing that? Because I've been fortunate to have the resources and the skills and the visibility to be part of Global Woman. And I wanted to share that with other women in another part of the world. Yeah. So speaking to the, you know, the founder, Morella Sudas, I was given the opportunity and I've, I've never looked back. 
Well, you touched on uh, the book that you co-authored. What made you want to get involved in the writing of that book? Yeah, great question. So what what made me want to get involved in that is because I wanted to step out of my comfort zone. I wanted to put my story in print. So where I was telling you things about, you know, being shy at school, making wrong decisions um, and, you know, eating my eating my lunch in the toilet. I wanted to use my story to inspire other women and, and particularly mothers to know that your past doesn't equal your future. Yes. You know, had I thought many those many years ago that I would be running a successful multi-million pound property business I would have laughed and thought that would never happened to somebody like me somebody that left school with very little education and so having the opportunity through Global Woman to write my story was a, a unique opportunity to be able to use that as a tool to inspire other women but also more importantly it's a legacy it's a legacy of my story that's in print that will never ever go away I'm not around anymore. It's something that my children and my grandchildren and my great great grandchildren will be able to read. It's a story that's there for forever. And, you know, we often, um, you know, go through situations in life and then we get through them or we don't get through them. And we don't ever have the opportunity to share those stories with other people so that they can learn as well. So, yeah, that's what encouraged me. Well, as part of our Reach Next Generation Summit, we look at diversity and and opportunity for young girls from the minority communities. Do you think that we are seeing a more inclusive society since the Black Lives Matter conversation started? Yeah, I mean, you know, diversity has always been on the table um, and there's always been lots of different initiatives. And, um, you know, I think that being a woman of colour myself, There are challenges out there. The more initiatives that we have, the more open, um, you know, people of colour are going to feel to, you know, to be inspired to move forward, to get out of their comfort zone, to feel comfortable that they're going to be recognised for their talent rather than being judged on on the colour of their skin. I don't believe that we are at where we need to be, for sure. Um, But more doors are opening. People are being more um, aware as to what the issues are. And I think it's, you know, it's the right step forward in, yeah. in terms of where we are. It's certainly better than where, where it was when I was your age, for example. Yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Linda. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their lives. Keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. For more information about us, go to reachnextgeneration.com. Thank you. And thank you to Levi Strauss, Ideal Standard, Sage PLC and Haynes Watts for their fantastic support.